We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark, pastor at Ascension Lutheran in beautiful South St. Louis. Uh, this is Wrestling with the Basics, and we are glad to have you with us for our special Christmas episode. My partner, uh, Pastor Lukomsky, will be around shortly, but first we have our special Christmas guest, our final Christmas guest. He wishes to remain anonymous, so we will simply be referring to him as S. C. Hello, S.C. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Yes, Matt. Great to be with you here in the studio. Is this a janitor's closet? What? (laughs) It's the the best we can do here at KFUO. And, of course, we do have the advantage of easy access to toilet paper. But let me ask you this, S.C. Why the secrecy? Well, Matt, what I'm about to reveal to you could endanger my career and standing in the community. Ho, 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 ho. For you see, I'm about to blow the lid off this whole Christmas scam. <laughs> Christmas scam? What are you talking about, S.C.? Well, many things, Matt. For example, haven't you wondered how is it that Santa Claus can be at South County Mall and then one minute minute later be at the St. Clair Mall as well? Hmm. Well, yes, I have wondered about that. Well, I have it on good authority, uh, Matt, that they are not really Santa Claus at all. They're just men wearing fake beards with pillows strapped around their waists. You've got to be kidding no, no, Matt, it, it's the truth. And and furthermore, those supposedly harmless candy canes that they distribute to all the children are laced with a highly addictive drug, which not only leaves the children craving for more, but actually makes them hyper. And what worse is the corporate heads have been aware of this all along and have knowingly suppressed the research. You don't say. What drug is it exactly? It's sugar, Matt. Sugar! Huh. Well, how did such terrible things get started? Well, it it all began innocently enough. Uh, there was a man, we'll, we'll call him uh, St. Nick. Huh. He, he simply wanted to give something to the needy people in his town at Christmas time. Well, corporate executives heard of this practice and came to me. I mean, I mean him. Him, Matt. Uh, they offered to franchise his activities... They said it would spread his goodwill throughout the world. It seemed harmless to the man. But if I only knew, I, I mean, if if he only knew what would come of this. Oh, Matt, there's no use me going on with this charade. If nothing else, it's just confusing the heck out of me. <laughs> I, I guess it's time for me to come out of the closet. I can't go pretending anymore. Yes, this is the real Santa. And I am the one who was duped. Santa, I thought you wanted to keep this a secret. Oh, Matt, I, I don't know that there's any more that those corporate types can do to me than they already have. 
Let this be a warning to you. Always read the fine print. As I said, they, they offered me a contract to, to franchise my gift-giving, but I should have read through it more thoroughly. I should have read all the provisos in detail, for there was an important one I missed. Let me guess. Was it the Santa Claus? Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was the Santa Claus. Little, Little did I know that I was signing my whole life away. All of my trademarks now belong to the corporations. Yes, the rosy red cheeks, the eight tiny reindeer. Why... Well, I'm not even allowed to go out in public and let my belly shake like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> it all belongs to them. Well, this is truly shocking, Santa. And and what is worse, they've taken all my good intentions and made them the major symbol of crass commercialism. Well, what can we here in Wrestling the Basics and our listeners do to help you, Santa? Well, I, I don't think there's anything you can do to change the way things are, but I just want your viewers to know what I truly feel about Christmas. Oh, I I have nothing against (laughs) gift-giving. In fact, that's how this all got started, with my giving to those in need. But for me, the real meaning of Christmas is kneeling at the manger, worshiping my Savior. In fact, it was this great gift of God that moved me to want to give to others. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Santa. Matt, I, I feel as if a great burden has been lifted from my shoulders. It, it feels so good to come out of hiding and tell the truth. In fact, fly on those corporate goons. Take a good look at me, Matt. Ho, 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 ho. That's right. I just let my belly shake like a bowl full of jelly right here on radio. Take that, you corporate idiots. Merry Christmas, Matt. And I may not be coming down the chimney this Christmas, but I will meet you all at the manger this Christmas Eve. Oh, by the way, what is your church address and service times? I'll be there. Oh, Santa. Yeah, SC, Santa, I guess we can say Santa. And I'm glad to have you. Uh, Yeah, we're we're worshiping here at Ascension. If you happen to be in South St. Louis, um, Christmas Eve for... 6 and 11 p.m., and then Christmas morning at 10 a.m. We would love to see you or anyone else listening. Well, I'll see you there then. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, Matt! And a Merry Christmas to you, too. Darn it, I always... I just saw the... I, he was leaving in his sleigh. Shoot, eight <laughs> tiny rain... Was it? Oh, don't tell me. Was it? Was it well, a man? I, it... It sounds like it may very well have been the man, John, and he wow. made quite the announcement here in Wrestling the Basics. Is that right? I'm, I'm humble that he has chose our <laughs> radio right. show, our humble show, <laughs> to make such a groundbreaking announcement. Pretty soon we'll be we'll be we'll be replacing sixty minutes. Is that what you're saying? You'll be the next Andy Rooney. <laughs> we'll be that's right. we'll be on we'll be doing out doing Fox News. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Watch out, Fox News, uh, CNN, stand back, wrestling with the basics. So, so I'm just going to make an editorial comment here, if I could. So, so the, these these three scripts that we've done the last few weeks, 
Those scripts were actually written probably 30 years ago, Matt. <laughs> okay. And, and I stumbled across them, and, and probably I should have just put them back in the file. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure they've gotten better with age, John. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not like a fine wine, that's for sure. But but what, what strikes me is, is, you know, 30 years ago, what, what we were whining about as Christians is how commercial – Christmas had been, and I think you can kind of catch that in the tone of of uh, uh, these scripts. And I'm thinking now it's 30 years later, and now we're whining about the fact that people don't say uh, Merry Christmas. And I'm thinking, let's just quit whining. Let's just go out and tell people that their Savior has come. Their Savior has come. And then let's, let's not care about what the world has to say about Christmas. The world has never understood Christmas from the beginning, right? And nobody knew what was going on when that babe was born in a manger, except except the people that understood that unto, born, unto them was born that day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So God help us that this Christmas as Christians, we can just keep getting that message out and know that the people who God has chosen, they will hear and they will respond in faith. And also to remember that the people who do not immediately respond in faith might very well be strong, firm Christians in the time to come. You know, there was a guy by the name of Paul who did not immediately come in faith. In fact, he devoted his life to persecuting Christianity. And you know how he all ended up, don't you, man? Yeah, 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 wrote half the New Testament. <laughs> yep, yeah. Um, in yeah. fact, have you watched this this movie called The Chosen? It's a TV series, really. Well, the series, chosen. yes. Yes. Um, and, and I hate to advocate any TV show because it's all written by men and we're all sinners. And so there's always going to be flaws and faults in it. And I'm not sure how this, this story is going to end up. And that's where it gets scary because it's got to end up with Jesus being the Son of God, risen from the dead, Savior of the world. But for what I've seen of, of season one and season two, it does, it does portray Jesus the way I would picture Jesus as, as a man who understands sin, who does not tolerate what is evil and wicked, but who always wants to offer people love and forgiveness no matter what the case. Um, so I, I don't know. Any, any thoughts about that, man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, the, the Chosen, I think, helps to, to bring, you know, kind of put a, a face to Jesus, I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, my, my uh, admonition would just be, you know, as you watch that, um, also read the gospels, you know, read, read oh, it yeah. firsthand yeah. what's there. Um, you know, uh, because yeah, that, that's the real deal. That's the story. And then, yeah, then you can watch discerningly, uh, the chosen and yeah, glean what's good from it, but yeah, read the gospels. And that's, that's what we try to do here in the rest of the basics, right? Is always go back to what does God's word have to say? Right. But, well, but I, what, yeah. go ahead, Matt. Well, I, I was just going to make one more comment about your, your, um, sure. the whole idea of, yeah, you know, even if someone doesn't realize that Christmas is all about Christ and his coming to be their savior. If they don't realize that this year, um, you know, still take heart. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, John. We, we've got a, a Tuesday morning Bible class here at Ascension, and there's there's a number of people in the class that their hearts are just kind of breaking because they have family members and some of their immediate family who just, they, they've kind of just, you know, drifted from the faith for whatever reason. And, you know, the confidence that, you know, the Lord still loves them. He's not going to give up on them. And, you know, even Jesus' return, you know, he's, he's being patient with us so that we still have time to tell others about him. And, you know, maybe they don't even come to faith in our lifetime, right? Uh, but yet, you know, we, we trust that 
God works all things for his good and that he will you know, work through our word and witness in his ways, uh, according to his, his will and his spirit. So, yeah, take heart in that. So, so the line from our Lutheran confessions that I always appreciated was the, the statement that the Holy Spirit works faith when and where it pleases him. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So not when and where it pleases us. And as a pastor, you know that frustration because you have people you love and care for in your parish and you're, you're wishing that they would be there and they'd be faithful. Uh, and yet also, I'm sure you've experienced that sometimes that doesn't happen until they get older and they get shut in or, or something like that. And, and, and the people that at one point were inactive all of a sudden are the people that you go out to every, every month and bring them communion and they receive it with joy and, and happiness. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the the thing to remember that, and, and I I love the way you applied that to God. That that's why people wonder why hasn't God brought an end to this evil? Well, it's because He loves, because there's people out there that 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 have yet to repent, but they will repent and they will rejoice. They'll they'll be numbered amongst those on the right when He returns in judgment, as we talked about a couple. But they wouldn't be on the right if He would come now. So that's yeah. why He's waiting. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, well, and, and a com- this is our yeah. go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah. There's a comfort to know that 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 is the the work of the Holy Spirit, as you pointed out, right? Um, that our job is to share the word, share Jesus with others uh, this Christmas or any time, uh, and then the Holy Spirit takes it from there, which is a should be a comfort to us. That yeah, the, the Holy Spirit's a lot better at converting people and changing hearts than I am. <laughs> In fact, I can't. Uh, only He can. And to find comfort, and yeah, we just we share the word, we share Jesus as the Lord gives opportunity, and. The rest is in God's hands. Yeah, so this Christmas, just just love and care for people. That's all you need to do. Help them be there for them. Uh, and, 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 and as you said, if you get that opportunity to speak about, man, what a great God we have. You just wouldn't believe what a great God we have, that he would come as a little baby. Uh, uh, and, and then let, let the Spirit do his thing in his time. Uh, and I also appreciate what you said too, Matt. I've come to realize now that I'm 70 years old that I may not see it happen with all the people I would like to see it happen. You're right, that I I may be taken to heaven before they become good, faithful Christians. But but again, that's all right, because that's going to be God's work, and and God is faithful. Um, So, oh, before we go any further, I I do need—Grandpa John needs to come and tell the story of how we got Christmas lights. Oh, good. That's a very—so let's not forget that on our special Christmas episode. So the story is— it's actually Luther that started that tradition of putting lights on the Christmas tree, um, because he was he was walking through the the uh, uh, the, the the forest there in in Germany, uh, and of course, if you've ever been in the woods at night, especially on a uh, uh, where there is no moon, you know, uh, and and all you have is some starlight, but it's still so dark, and you can barely find your ways as you walk through the black forest. That's where he's walking through the black forest, and as he's walking through, he's he's contemplating. It's Christmas Eve, and he's contemplating the fact that you know God came to Earth in that formless little baby, and he's meditating on that, and boom, <laughs> he he runs into a tree, <laughs> and he says, "Boy, somebody should put lights on that thing." <laughs> All right. So that, oh, thank that's you, Grandpa John. <laughs> yeah. That that actually is from Garrison Keeler. I should give credit oh, for that story, but I, I, I he said that and that just so tickled me, and now I like to and repeat the, it every every Christmas. 
the Black Forest. Well, that only makes and, sense now. Yes, yes. I, I've yeah. almost forgot that. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. And now we have lights on Christmas trees to this day. Uh, all right. So here's the question of, of the day for our, our, our final holiday episode, the final episode of 2023. Because uh, the next couple of weeks, of course, they're going to be doing their, their 12 days of Christmas special. And we will be back then in January. But our, our so we have three accounts of, of Christmas. Uh, Mark, for some reason, leaves it out. I guess Mark figured, well, other people have, have given the goods. I don't need to repeat that. But we have Matthew's account. Uh, we have Luke's account. And then we have, uh, I still think it's a Christmas story. It, it doesn't sound very Christmassy, but we have the account given by John. And so my question to you is, is which one is your favorite? And we'll start by reading a bit of that then. Oh my goodness, John! Uh, boy, which one's the favorite? Um, we just spin the wheel, and we can just pick one. Um, I guess you know Luke. Of course, you, it's hard to beat, and I think Luke uh, gives us the most detail when it comes to Jesus' birth. Um, Luke is the one that's usually the the reading that we hear on Christmas Eve. Um, John is usually the account we hear on Christmas morning. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, either one, any of them, John. Um, no, but yeah. no, 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 okay. no, no. Don't be a Democrat on me. Wiggle out of it. No. Okay, well, let's, let's Out go. of the three, which would, okay. if you had to choose one of the three, which one would you choose? Well, I think I would go to Luke chapter two. Okay. All right. So let's start with Luke chapter two. If it's good enough for Linus and the Peanuts gang, <laughs> it's good enough for me. <laughs> Um, so I tell you, says it's your favorite. Why don't you just start reading, Matt? Sure, sure. Uh, In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So, so Matt, now here's the question. Uh, Why, when I pressed you, and I understand, we like all the, we like the Bible. That's why we got into this business, (laughs) okay? It's all good. It's all good. But what is it particularly that you like about Luke? Why, why would that be the one you would pick? Well, I do like, I like the details that, that Luke gives. I mean, this, of all the, the Christmas accounts, this is the one that gives the, the greatest detail. You know, John is kind of um, very theological, right? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was oh, yeah. God, the yeah. Word, you know, became flesh, right? And oh, yeah, that, that has its place. Boy, very important. But, but this gives that detail, the, the, the very earthy, of tangible details of Jesus' birth, um, you know things like you know the, the, just the fact that it's historic, right? You know, it names people like Caesar and Quirinius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is a real event and a real time and a real place. It's earthy. It's real, right? Um, you know, the the city of Bethlehem and and all these details um, about. Uh, being wrapped in swaddling cloths, laid in a manger, no room in the inn. Uh, I think that's just beautiful. I mean, it makes it very real for us that this is this is a real event rooted in history. We have all these details. Um, yeah, Jesus really did come to earth, uh, the Son of God, 
and was made flesh. Made flesh already in Mary's womb, but now, uh, now revealed uh, here at his birth. So, so here's, here's my problem with Luke, though, but, but I, think, I think what you've said uh, is very true because uh, that's the nice thing about Luke. You know, he's a historian. Uh, he gives you names. He gives you dates because that's how you date things in those days. There is no, you know, 2, 2 AD or 500 BC. Uh, we don't have that yet. So you date it in terms of who's the governor and who's the ruler. Uh, but but I think the, the problem I have with Luke is, yes, that Linus did read it on the Snoopy special, on the, the peanut special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here, here's a, and, and of course, we get kids, we dress them up like like uh, Mary and Joseph and, and shepherds and angels and all that. And by the way, please, no, don't, don't send me any of your emails. I don't want any annoying phone calls. I'm not against that. I love the children's Christmas program, too. In fact, I, I love to see the kids dressed up and act, play act. The problem is, though, as we're doing all of that, as you just said, we need to remember, but this is real history. This was not people dressing up, okay? Yes. This, this really happened. Uh, and, and so I would simply say as we, as we enjoy the story of Luke, let's not forget the grittiness of it, that here's a woman who's, who's nine months pregnant who has to try, travel from where I live here in Duathas, Illinois, up to Springfield, Illinois, which is a good three days journey. Uh, she probably didn't have a donkey. That was a, a rich person's mode of transportation. She was walking. It was uphill. It literally was uphill. It wasn't winter. I don't know if there was snow there or not. There could have been, though. They have snow over there in, in Bethlehem. And then they get there and there's no place for them to stay. And the baby comes when they're in a barn. All right. And and so I think every every woman out there who's ever had a child must be thinking, oh my God, <laughs> what? How? So so let's not forget that uh, that this was not a romantic thing for them. <laughs> yeah. When it says Mary pondered these things in her heart, I don't think she was saying, oh my goodness, this has been such a wonderful day. I suspect she was thinking, wow, this has been such a struggle, such a trial, and yet God was here. He's been here all along, uh, and He's still here. And what is this now that I have the baby who shall be called Jesus who will save his people from their sins? Um, so that that's my only thought. Let, let's not over-romanticize it. I, I, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing those things. I'm just saying let's do the things and then say, let's remember, this really, really happened. Because that's what Luke is trying to say here, that it really, really happened. Um, yeah. And I, I comments, think, Matt? Well, just, I think just to emphasize, as you, as you alluded to, that— you know, Luke is investigating this. It really happened. And I think we can assume, perhaps, that Luke, one of the people he talked to was Mary herself. Oh, to, yeah. To even interview her. Tell me about what it was like when Jesus was born. You know, and, and then these wonderful details that we don't want to, yeah, we, we don't want to, uh, uh, you know, like you, you pointed out, we don't want to make into just a, a pageant. But they're real. And I, I love the fact that we do have those details. Uh, and that it does hopefully become more real for us rather than more of a more than a you know a, a fable to us, right? So let me read quickly my favorite gospel, yeah. Christmas gospel, and that's from Matthew. No, okay. okay. I, I'm a I'm a Matthew There's Christmas guy. in Matthew, John. Oh yes, there is. Oh okay. Uh, well, in fact, it says now the birth of Jesus Christ. That okay. that's what Christmas is, well, right? I won't argue with the subheading there. Okay. Now, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. 
and her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And uh, so the reason I always like that is, you know, because again, we, and, and it is a beautiful story in Luke. I'm not denying that. Uh, and it is so historically uh, detailed. I, I love that. But I think it's also important to realize that we almost didn't have Christmas. <laughs> mm. that, that the immediate response, even her husband, her beloved husband now, was that she had been unfaithful. He probably debated about whether she should be stoned to death, is which what the Torah would have called for. But instead he decides, well, we'll just keep it secret. I won't tell anybody what's going on, and we'll just get divorced. And I think sometimes we forget that's the context of Christmas, a divorce, uh, perhaps a, 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 a stoning to death. But then, of course, it's God who straightens it all out and says, no, 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 nothing, nothing unfaithful here. This child is of the Holy Spirit, and he's Jesus. He's going to save the world from their sins. But you see, again, I like it because that's the world we live in. We're going to go into a Christmas where there will be divorced people there. There will be. There will be people that have been hurt. Can you imagine how Mary must have felt when her fiancé said, well, I'm going to have to get rid of you. And there are people in our churches that will be experiencing that, and certainly people out in the world that will be experiencing those things. But what a great opportunity for us to say, well, yeah, this is exactly the world Jesus came into. He knew that. He knew there was going to be all this pain and sorrow. He knew he was going to face pain and sorrow, but he did it because that's what you do when you love someone. You're there for them. And even more, he's not just there to support us, but he's there to change things, to save us, as the text says, to bring us forgiveness for the wrongs that we've done. So anyway, that that's... That's why I like uh, the story that's found in Matthew. It's kind of the adult version, I always said, of, of the Christmas story. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes left, and we do want to wish everybody a very, very blessed Merry Christmas. We hope everything happens to you, that you will know that uh, God is a God of love. And you know, if there are things that would make you question that, that you would understand, yeah, that's, that's the world that this God came into. Uh, and he will never leave us nor forsake us, and he will work everything together for our good. Uh, that's what the Bible says. Matt, what about you? What what final Christmas blessings would you like to give the uh, listeners? Yeah, I, from the, the Gospel of Matthew, we just heard it quotes Isaiah chapter 7, that the virgins conceive and bear a son, they shall call his name Emmanuel. Uh, this is all part of God's plan. Uh, that was written, you know, a thousand years or so before Jesus was born, and his plan goes beyond that, and it extends all the way to 2023, this Christmas, that the same one is also uh, your Emmanuel, uh, the Savior who's born for you, uh, the name Emmanuel meaning, of course, God with us. Uh, God is with us in Christ. God is with you this Christmas and, and every day, uh, always, even to the very end of the age. Um, I hope you find and, comfort and, in that. And so no matter what happens this Christmas, we, we hope that's a good, blessed Christmas, but it is a Christmas with struggles. Uh, thank you, Matt. That's that's the one reality we know, that this will be a Christmas where God will be with us. And, and uh, trust me, if God is with you, uh, how, how can anyone be against you, right? 
uh, well, he, he will overcome all of our enemies and even our own sins. Uh, we wish you all a very blessed Christmas. This is Wrestling with the Basics.